Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 26th episode of the High Scores Podcast. I'm your host, Sage McSwain, and let's get right into today's topics. Now, starting off the episode, uh, the Ravens are looking pretty bad right now. Uh, Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards have just uh, been announced to have a torn ACL about two days ago. Uh, they suffered this injury on back-to-back plays in practice, unfortunately, and that means that they're going to be out for the season. Marcus Peters was a key player on the Baltimore defense. Uh, he was making plays for them last year, uh, and he ended up getting that uh, game-saving or game-ending uh, interception against the Titans last season, I believe, in the playoffs. And then Gus Edwards was a pretty good running back, a solid running back. Uh, he shared some reps with Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins uh, in that running back position. And then uh, earlier in the offseason, uh, J.K. Dobbins did uh, end up having a knee injury, I believe. Uh, and Gus Edwards was going to be the starter now that Mark Ingram is with the Texans. Uh, but now he does have an ACL injury. And so to replace him, the Ravens did sign uh, Le'Veon Bell to their practice squad and also they did sign Latavius Murray who was just recently released by the Saints um, so I mean it is going to be interesting how uh, the Ravens use these running backs to their advantage uh, and it's kind of bad timing though because they are playing against the Raiders on Monday so I'm not really too sure how the Ravens are going to adapt to change uh, that big uh, for their offense. Now as for their defense, losing Marcus Peters is pretty big, uh, but they do stop Marlon Humphrey, Patrick Queen, um, and Calais Campbell on the defense. Now for the next topic, uh, there's a trade that happened this week um, for, uh, with the Saints and the Texans. So the Saints traded for Bradley Roby, um, and the Texans received a 2022 third round pick and a 2022 conditional sixth round pick. Um, and the Saints, I think, mainly won this trade because the Texans aren't getting that high draft capital. Bradley Roby, a solid cornerback. He's not the best in the league. You're not going to get the most production out of him. Uh, but he is pretty good, uh, for the Saints defense, I think, just having more depth at that cornerback position, uh, because they did have some injuries last season, which kind of limited their ability to play in the secondary. Now, as for the Texans receiving these picks, uh, that's pretty good. I think the Texans are, are going to need to rebuild, um, especially after the moves that they've had uh, this past season and last season. Um, I, don't, I don't really know what they're going to do. Uh, so I think getting these picks is a good move to just start rebuilding uh, for the team. Now moving on to some paydays, uh, TJ Watt uh, has signed a four-year $112 million deal or extension, sorry, um, and I believe this is, this has $80 million guaranteed, so this does make him the highest paid, one of the highest paid linebackers, I think, uh, right now in the league. Um, I did hear that Ben Roethlisberger took a pay cut to um, allow the Steelers to sign TJ Watt, and I think this is a great move by the Steelers. You're keeping a great player who wanted to get signed or to an extension, and uh, TJ Watt has been producing a lot for the Steelers, so it's going to be nice to see him there for a few more years. Now, another payday that happened uh, goes to Naeem Hines. He got a three-year, $18.6 million extension, uh, and he was pretty good for the Colts last year. 
Mainly, Jonathan Taylor looks like he's going to be a running back number one, as he did get 1,000 rushing yards in his rookie season. So, uh, I think Naeem Hines is going to be running back number two. He's a really good receiving threat. Um, he, he's able to stretch the field. He's a smaller back, so um, I'm expecting him to be more of like a screen running back, a receiving back. Um, not really. I don't think he's going to be running that much this year. So if you do pick up Naeem Hines, I think he's going to be a pretty good bench running back for your fantasy team if you are doing fantasy this year. Um, and this is a pretty good signing overall for the Colts. And moving on to another topic, Lael Collins uh, has been suspended for five games on a substance abuse violation. Now, I do believe that he played on Thursday uh, against the Buccaneers, or maybe he wasn't. I don't uh, really remember. Um, and, I mean, this is a really big loss for the Cowboys' offensive line. Uh, Lael Collins has been a really key piece in the offensive line, so I'm not really too sure uh, how well they're going to do. I'm especially worried uh, for Ezekiel Elliott or for people that have uh, Ezekiel Elliott on their fantasy. Uh, he only had 5.9 points against the Buccaneers. I did have him on one of my fantasy teams, uh, and that was kind of disappointing production from him. And now losing a really key piece in the offensive line for five more weeks, uh, I'm not really too sure how uh, the rushing game is going to uh, produce there in Dallas. Now, speaking of the Cowboys, uh, I'm going to go over the Cowboys and Buccaneers game. Now, overall, this was a pretty good game to watch. I'm really excited to see how, uh, like, I'm really excited to see all of Sunday's games and Monday's game with the Ravens and Raiders. Uh, but this game, close game, it's the way to kick off the season, I think. Uh, now, it was not, it was kind of refreshing to see, uh, Antonio Brown out there again. Uh, he looked like he looks like his old self now. I think uh, he's producing. Uh, he he was route running uh, a lot. He was I don't know. He was just exposing the Cowboys defense. Uh, so it was nice to see him kind of back on the field, back to where he was uh, with the Steelers. It does kind of seem like now that he's moved over to the Buccaneers, it, he's kind of cleaned up a little bit and he's been starting to play a lot better. Um, and I had Amari Cooper on one of my fantasy teams and he had about like 40 points. He was producing on a really high level. Uh, it was kind of slow at the first part of the game. I was kind of getting worried for my fantasy team because I was like, oh no, uh, Dak Prescott was throwing a lot to Michael Gallup. So if you also do have Michael Gallup on your fantasy team, that's a person to watch there because, uh, it did look like that was one of, uh, Dak Prescott's main targets. Um, but Amari Cooper was carrying my fantasy team, uh, so it'll be nice. Uh, CeeDee Lamb didn't really do that much in the Buccaneers game, uh, which is kind of weird. Many people thought he was going to produce, but the Buccaneers do seem like a really good uh, defense this game, even though in fantasy they did only get, they got negative three points. A lot of people that I knew had the Buccaneers defense and they were kind of mad. And that also did surprise me. I don't, I don't have the Buccaneers defense on any of my leagues, but that did surprise me that, uh, the Buccaneers were doing that bad. I mean, it didn't seem like they were doing that bad, but they were giving up some pretty big yardages and, uh, like some pretty big yard gains and then also some touchdowns, uh, that, you know, were a little bit contested there, and they kind of gave those up. Um, now, as for Dak Prescott, he's coming back from that horrific injury that he suffered last season. Uh, 
from getting a dislocated ankle. And he went 48 uh, for 58, uh, 403 yards and three touchdowns with one interception. It's a pretty good stat line from returning from, uh, you know, from an injury like that. He did have 13 rushing yards, which was surprising. Um, and I think more people were expecting him to run. Uh, I wasn't really expecting him to scramble out of the pocket that much. He does seem like he's kind of becoming more of a pocket passer, which is interesting. I want to see how that kind of develops during the season. But he looks pretty nice in the pocket. I think, you know, if you have him on a, your fantasy team, he's going to be a pretty uh, good piece there. Uh, but, yeah, he's looking really nice in the pocket. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Now, as for Ezekiel Elliott, which I did talk about earlier on with Leo Collins being suspended, he only had 11 attempts for 33 yards and about three yards per rush, and not that really, not really that much there. Uh, Tony Pollard had a pretty good game uh, with three attempts for 14 yards, uh, and he was more on the receiving, like the, the receiving side, sorry, uh, of the game there. Um, now, Mari Cooper, key piece uh, in the receiving core uh, he had 13 receptions 139 yards and uh two touchdowns cd lamb had seven receptions 140 yards and one touchdown uh and dalton schultz had six receptions for 45 yards uh and no touchdowns um dak prescott did fumble uh in the pocket there uh, i believe it got recovered though by uh the uh cowboys offensive line now demarcus lawrence did force a fumble uh on ronald jones who didn't really play that much so uh he he was doing good last season i think uh just mainly his production in the playoffs kind of made him slide down a little bit in the running back uh depth chart and then uh leonard fournette doing good in the playoffs kind of boosted his uh stock there in the running back depth chart so it looks like leonard fournette's going to be uh the number one running back uh to move on with the season now um moving on to more of the defensive side of the ball uh michael parsons was doing pretty good uh anthony brown also was all over the field and demarcus lawrence coming back from an injury he did pretty good he had three tackles and two assisted tackles and it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how the cowboy season goes from here now moving on to the buccaneers uh their stats were pretty good uh tom brady had a uh, 32 from 50 or 32 for 50 uh 379 yards four touchdowns he did throw two interceptions uh but those touchdowns kind of made it up for him there um also another reason i think the bucks did end up having negative three points in fantasy is that a lot of the players were going down early in the game um i mean they weren't really key pieces but you still kind of need your starters in there on defense to really do good on defense so uh um i mean they did have their key pieces anton winnefield um humphrey was a little bit out uh he was out for a little bit um i believe with a little injury um but then he did come back in the game uh, they had vita vea so, I mean, you know, the defense did have some of their key pieces, but, uh, you know, having your stars go down this early in the season is kind of worrying. Um, and I think that's why they didn't really produce that much on defense uh, on Thursday. Now, uh, then again, going back to a rushing, Leonard Fournette, nine attempts, 32 yards. Uh, he, he was doing a pretty good game uh, there. And then Antonio Brown, five receptions, 121 yards, and one touchdown. 
Then you also got Chris Godwin with nine receptions, 105 yards with one touchdown, and Rob Gronkowski with eight receptions for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Now, uh, the there was a really big play that happened uh, for the Cowboys in this game. Uh, Chris Godwin uh, fumbled the ball after Tampa Bay was going up the field. It looked like Tampa Bay could have really put this one away earlier in the game. Um, and then uh, I believe DeMonte Casey's helmet hit the ball uh, that was in Chris Godwin's arms. And then Chris Godwin fumbled it. And then that caused the Cowboys to go back down the field, kick a field goal, move up 29 uh, to 28. But the Buccaneers did kind of end up going down the field. Um, Tom Brady was able to lead him down the field. And then uh, the Buccaneers were able to score that last field goal, 231 to 29. Now that I'm done reviewing the Cowboys and Buccaneers games, or game from Thursday, um, I'm going to go over my week one predictions for all the games on Sunday and Monday. Um, and I think I should be able to put a card uh, on this video. If not, um, I'm gonna have, just put your, uh, predictions in the comments, uh, and I'll try my best to respond to see, uh, what, uh, your guys' predictions are. So now as for the first game, Seahawks versus Colts. Uh, I think the Seahawks are gonna come through with this win, uh, 34 to 28. Um, I think it's gonna be kind of close, uh, but the Seahawks, I think, have just a better offense, uh, compared to the Colts' defense. I think they are kind of missing some, uh, pieces in the secondary. Um, but they have some pretty good pieces, uh, on the defense for the Colts. You got DeForest Buckner, uh, Darius Leonard, who just got his big, uh, extension. And then also, uh, Kenny Moore, the second, who's been doing pretty good last season. But I think, uh, the Seahawks will be able to, you know, kind of capitalize on some pieces that are missing on defense and win this game. And as for the Colts on offense, um, I'm really not too sure, uh, how Carson Wentz is gonna come back from this, uh, foot injury, I believe. Uh, he, uh, it, it's been said that he is going to start in week one, uh, so it's gonna be interesting to see how he does. Um, and then also, it's gonna be exciting to see Jonathan Taylor on offense coming back off of his 1,000 yard rushing season. Um, and then Naeem Hines, who just got off this extension. It's gonna be nice to see how he plays. Um, and then, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting overall to see football this season. Uh, but for the Colts and Seahawks, I do have the Seahawks winning this game 34 to 28. Now the next game for week one, I have the Steelers versus Bills. I have uh, the Bills coming up on, or coming out with the win on this one, 27 to 26. I think this is going to be really close. Uh, Buffalo has a great dynamic offense. And I think it's the same for the Steelers defense. They have really dynamic defense. TJ Watt coming off of an extension, uh, that earlier this week that he just signed to. So that's going to be nice to see what the Steelers are going to do here. Uh, now as for the Bills defense, Tredavious White still on the defense. Um, Gregory Rousseau looked really good as a rookie in the preseason. So I'm excited to see how he's going to play against the Steelers offensive line who just lost Andrew, uh, Alejandro Villanueva during the offseason. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Steelers are going to do there. 
but I do think the Bills are going to come up with the win here. I think their offense is just a little too much for the Steelers' defense to handle. Uh, Steelers' defense didn't really come off of a really great season at the end of the season. Uh, they were kind of slowing down at the late part of the season, and then going into the playoffs, they didn't really have that great of a game against uh, the Browns. So I think the Bills are going to come out with the win solely because of their offense. Now moving on to Cardinals versus Titans. I do have Tennessee coming out with the win, 31 to 26. Titans uh made some made a really big move in getting Julio Jones from Atlanta. Um and um it's going to be interesting to see how he does in a play or like in a play style that mainly is running. Uh so I'm kind of worried about how, you know, the stats are going to be for uh, if you have either Aiden Brown or Julio Jones in your fantasy teams, um, I would be kind of worried if they do run it a lot in this game. The Cardinals don't really have that good of a defensive line or a linebacker core, so I could expect the Titans to run a lot. Um, and Buda Baker at safety for the Cardinals. Um, and I believe, uh, or actually no, because Patrick Peterson did uh, go to the Vikings this offseason, so... Uh, Buda Baker on the defense for the Cardinals, I think, is a kind of like a key piece why they're not going to be throwing that deep. So they're probably going to be kind of hitting over the middle or running the ball with Derrick Henry, who just came off of a 2,000-yard season. Uh, he was the leading rusher last season. Uh, so I can't wait for him to be back on the field. He's always making some pretty good plays every season. Um, and as for the Cardinals, I'm just not too sure if their defense can really contain the Titans' offense. Now, the Cardinals' offense does look pretty good. Uh, they have D-Hop, A.J. Green, who I'm not really too sure how A.J. Green will do. Uh, he's been getting injured with the, uh, with the Bengals, so I haven't really seen him uh, really producing much um, the past two years, so I'm not really too sure how he's going to come back with the Cardinals. Um, D-Hop coming off a great season last year. Uh, last year and then Kyler Murray also another great season so that's gonna be interesting to see how that goes also getting uh James Conrad running back from uh Pittsburgh is gonna be a really great signing for them uh so uh and also uh Kenny and Drake leaving the team to go to the Raiders is a big loss for them because he was a really good running back for Arizona um but I do think in the end it's gonna come up with the Titans winning this game now moving on to the game i'm going to mostly be watching this uh on sunday uh the lions and 49ers uh my lions i i think this could be biased but i do have the lions beating the 49ers 24 to 23 i think it's going to be really close uh lions always pull it a little too close uh for my comfort for most lions fans comfort they kind of pull it a little too close uh now with uh Pene Sewell going back to left tackle, which he played with Oregon. Uh, he played left tackle at Oregon. Um, and Taylor Decker being injured with a finger injury, he's going back to left tackle. So he's not going to be matched up against Nick Bosa, which was my main worry for this game because uh, uh, Pene Sewell just didn't look that good uh, coming off the right tackle. Uh, and I'm not really too sure how much he could contain. He was kind of having, he was kind of struggling with Gregory Rousseau, who's a rookie from Buffalo, uh, that they played in the preseason. So I was kind of worried with Nick Bosa, how, you know, how that will play out. I believe Solomon Thomas, uh, left the team, 
uh, to go to the football or to go to Washington um, this offseason. So that's a really big loss for the 49ers defense. Um, also, Richard Sherman uh, not playing on the defense. Uh, he hasn't even been signed to a team yet, but he hasn't. Uh, you know, he hasn't. He's not on the 49ers as of right now. So uh, that's also a really key piece in their defense that is gone there. Um, now as for the Lions offense. That's also another thing that I'm kind of worried about. Uh, it just doesn't look like their offense is really that cohesive. They don't really have many wide receivers that are spectacularly good. Uh, I think they're just going to be decent wide receivers. Um, and Jared Goff, I think me, as with most Lions fans, are hoping that we get that Jared Goff that played in the Super Bowl. Um, not the Jared Goff that's been playing in the last two years. I mean, the Rams did make it to the playoffs, but I do think that's mainly because of their defense. And now Jared Goff is playing in a system that doesn't have the best defense. Um, as you can see from the preseason, they were kind of uh, getting a little too comfortable with the double-digit lead and then losing it late in the game um, with mainly the Bills and the Colts games. You know, those are some pretty big losses there. Um, where they got to a big lead and then got too comfortable and then ended up losing the game. That's why I think this game is going to be really close. I think the Lions are going to be able to kind of hold off the 49ers offense, even though that's a really tough job to do. I think Jimmy G coming off an injury, and I think he's his morale is kind of a little bit lower now that Trey Lance could be still in this starting job for him, and he may be a little bit uncomfortable there in, in the 49ers offense. Also, uh, the 49ers wide receivers, uh, they are, they have been coming off a pretty good season. Also, George Kittle, who had a really good year at tight end, especially after getting injured, he still did pretty good. So, uh, those would be my main worries if I were on the Lions defense is, uh, George Kittle, uh, possibly containing wide receivers, because they are really fast wide receivers, and the Lions, uh, main, are mainly playing man coverage in this new defensive scheme. So uh, I'm not really too sure how well they're going to be containing uh, 49ers wide receivers. Um, but yeah, I do have the Lions still coming out with the win 24-23. to For the next game, it is the Eagles versus the Falcons. I have the Falcons winning this game 25-21. to I just think the Eagles offense isn't enough uh, to... Uh, really win a game. I mean, you have Jalen Hurts, who's a really good quarterback coming out of Alabama, and he also did um, start like the last part of the season uh, last year, so he did look really good for the Eagles offense. Now, uh, they did kind of lose some wide receivers there. They gained Devontae Smith, who uh, looked decent in the preseason. I'm not really, uh, he did get injured uh, during the offseason, but I think he's going to be able to play week one. Uh, but I think just the Eagles offense isn't enough to go against the Falcons defense, who isn't also really that great. But AJ Terrell is still on there. Uh, he's a young cornerback for the Falcons. Um, Foya Sadalukan, who came off a pretty good year. Um, so I think the Falcons defense is going to be able to, you know, kind of fend off the Eagles offense. Also, the Falcons offense i mean they did lose julio jones but they still have calvin ridley and matt ryan which i think would be enough to uh play against the eagles defense now next on the list is the jaguars versus texans game i have houston winning this one 24 to 19 
I think Houston just has a better team overall. Uh, they, they, I mean, they did lose some pretty big pieces in Randall Cobb on wide, in the wide receiver core, and then also losing JJ Watt on defense. Uh, but Jacksonville, they also lost some pieces, uh, on both on offense and defense. But, uh, I, I think Houston's gonna come out with a win here. I think Trevor Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence did look really good in the preseason. But I don't think, uh, you know, his targets are really going to do that good. I mean, Marvin Jones, he could have a pretty good game. Um, DJ Shark could also have a pretty good game. The Texans did also lose, just lose Bradley Roby in that trade, uh, to New Orleans. So, um, I don't really know how this is going to go. This is, the, this is a division game. So this is really important for both the Texans and Jaguars to win here, uh, cause that could end up how they, you know, could end up being first in the, uh, division, which they probably aren't because they are sharing, uh, the same division with the Titans and Colts. But, uh, it is going to be interesting to see this game because both teams are kind of on the same level of talent. Now moving on to the next game, I have the Vikings versus the Bengals. I have Minnesota winning this game 27 to 19. I think Minnesota's defense still really good. Uh, and the Bengals offensive line, not really too sure how they're going to uh, kind of stop the pressure from Daniil Hunter, um, Eric Hendricks, and then also Harrison Smith as safety, who's also another blitzing probability there for the defense. I'm not really too sure how the Bengals are going to be able to protect Joe Burrow, especially after last year. Joe Burrow got injured mainly because of the offensive line not being able to block for him. And then uh, Joe Mixon, I think, could be a person that – uh, puts his team on his back and kind of runs the ball. Hopefully, I do have him on one of my fantasy on um, like multiple fantasy leagues, so I'm really hoping that he does good. Uh, and Jamar Chase, who didn't really look that good in the preseason, um, and I believe that he had a statement where uh, he can't see the ball coming because it is smaller and there are not white lines on the ball to see when it's coming, uh, which was interesting. I'm not really too sure if that's true. Uh, that statement actually did come from him. Uh, but yeah, he, he didn't really look that good in the preseason. Um, his training camp highlights don't really look that good. Um, and the Bengals also lost AJ Green. Uh, they do have Tyler Boyd and T Higgins, which were two really big wide receivers there, uh, for Cincinnati last season. So, um, I think both Joe Mix or Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd are going to be uh, players to watch for the for the Bengals in this game. But I do think the Vikings just have an all around better team. Now, next on the list is the Jets versus the Panthers. I have Panthers coming out with this one, fifteen to twenty two. Uh, the Panthers, I think, uh, Sam Darnold has something to uh, you know something to prove for uh, going up against the Jets. They drafted Zach Wilson and then just dropped him and I think this is his game to tell the Jets that you know he they probably shouldn't have dropped him and you know and if he gets this win with the Panthers I think that proves that uh you know he could be a really good quarterback in the game um the Panthers also do have uh Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore who are really good uh two vertical threats uh in that wide receiver duo um 
And then they also have Christian McCaffrey coming back, which the Jets defense isn't really the best at the rushing attack. So getting Christian McCaffrey back for your team, that's a great uh, piece in this game to especially see how he does uh, coming off the ankle injury that he suffered last season. Now, as for the Jets offense, you get Zach Wilson, who looked really good in the preseason. Um, it's going to be ex- uh, interesting to see him, exciting to see him play. Uh, in that Jets offense. Um, but other than that, Jets don't really have much. I mean, they have uh, uh, Crowder on at the wide receiver spot, who was really good with him and Sam Darnold. Um, but they don't really have a rushing attack. And on their defense, they don't really have that good of a defensive attack. So that's why I think Carolina is going to come out with this win. Now, next game on the list uh, are the Los Angeles Chargers going up against Washington. I have the Chargers winning this one, 24-21. Austin Eckler is injured, and he's possibly not going to play week one. Uh, That's what it looks like, so that's a really big loss for them. Uh, But they do have Justin Herbert coming off of a rookie of the season, a rookie of the year uh, season. Uh, So that's going to be exciting to see how he does uh, coming back in his sophomore season. Uh, and then, um, and then, uh, Chargers defense, Derwin James coming back healthy. It's going to be exciting to see how he will do. He was really good safety, uh, early in the season last year before his injury. So, uh, can't wait to see how he plays. Um, they did lose Melvin Ingram on defense. So that is a really key piece on the defense that they lost. Um, and also on the offensive side, uh, the Chargers, um, they're not really doing that good. I mean, they have Keenan Allen, um, but that's about it. So I'm not really too sure how they're going to go up against a football or Washington's, uh, you know, their defense, uh, led by Chase Young, who was really good in his rookie year. Um, and I think he's going to continue to be good. Um, and then also Will Compton, who I believe is still with the team. So. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see what uh, Washington's going to do on defense. But I think Washington's offense is going to have kind of a decline here. Looks like Curtis Samuel is going to be out, who I think is going to be their, who I, th- I thought was going to be uh, the number one wide receiver for their team. Um, now they just really have Terry McLaurin uh, there. And Antonio Gibson also there at running back. Uh, that's why I think it's going to be close. But I think the Chargers also just have a really good team all around both on defense and offense now in my opinion the most exciting game uh Packers versus Saints I have the Packers coming out with a win here 32 to 29 um and I think the Packers really need to put up a winning season here and win a Super Bowl because uh, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's going to leave out this year Devonte Adams already said that he's not pursuing another deal with the team after this season. Uh, they got Randall Cobb on that one-year deal. So they're just kind of trying to produce a really good team here and for this last season. Uh, so I think, you know, the Packers have what it takes to beat the Saints. Uh, Saints also have losing a key piece in the offense in Drew Brees and, re- and you know, replacing him with Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback. Uh, that's also going to be interesting to watch because – uh, James Winston, the last time he was the starting quarterback was for the Buccaneers, uh, when he put up 35 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. So, uh, um, it's gonna be interesting to see what he's gonna do here. Uh, it's gonna be, uh, interesting to see what he's learned, um, from being under Drew Brees. Uh, so, 
Uh, can't wait to see what he's going to do there. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to be out for five weeks. So uh, Marquez Callaway, uh, who I did say last episode, is going to be a really key piece in some fantasy teams. So oh, I would watch out for him. Uh, and But I do think the Packers are just going to be able to, you know, beat the Saints uh, all around, on both on offense and defense. Now moving on to the next game, a playoff rematch in with the Browns and the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs winning this one, uh, 29 to 26. Uh, it's gonna be a really interesting game, I think. Uh, I'm sorry, I just hit my mic, but uh, it's gonna be a really interesting game. Uh, the Chiefs coming off of a Super Bowl loss, which I think bold prediction for myself. I think that the Chiefs are going to have a Super Bowl hangover year. I mean, I think they're still gonna do good. Uh, but I think they're just not gonna produce the same amount, uh, like as what they did last season. I just think, uh, that they kind of were falling apart in the Super Bowl. Their wide receivers weren't on the same level as Patrick Mahomes. They weren't catching it, uh, and they just couldn't really produce in the Super Bowl. So I think you know maybe they're coming back with something to prove and. You know, they're going to do really good against the Browns, but I think it's going to be a really close game, uh, like how it was in the playoffs. Browns, I think, are a really confident team going into this. They just made it to the playoffs for the first time in about forever, so I think they're, they're coming out with some new, uh, some new confidence. They're getting Odell back, so, uh, that's a really big piece in their offense that they lost, uh, halfway through the season, so, um, it's going to be interesting to watch this game. Uh, but I do think the Chiefs are coming out with the win here. Now, for probably one of the least exciting games, maybe to have with the Jag- Jaguars and Texans, uh, you have the the Broncos and the Giants. I think Denver is going to come out with a win here, twenty to eighteen. I think uh, Denver's defense kind of improved. Patrick Sertain, uh has shown some pretty good talent in the preseason. Um, now uh, the Giants did get Kenny Galladay and. Uh, um, they also do have Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard, so that is a wide receiver core that you, it's that's going to be really hard to defend against. But I do think Kenny Galladay is questionable for this first week uh, after receiving an injury during practice, so I'm not really too sure if he is going to play. Um, but uh, Denver's defense is still pretty good, I think, to hold up against a uh, Giants offense that is still kind of developing, and the Broncos offense they have. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, starting the season, who did pretty good, uh, for the Saints last season uh, with a five, with a five straight game win streak. So, um, that's gonna be interesting to see how he plays. Corlin Sutton still on the Broncos, Noah Fant still on the Broncos. So, there are some, uh, key receiving pieces there. And then you got Melvin Gordon. And then, uh, the, they did lose Phil Lindsay. Uh, to, to Houston, but, uh, I think, um, you know, I think, uh, Melvin Gordon should be pretty good this season. So I got the Broncos winning this one. Now for, uh, the late afternoon game, you have the Dolphins and the Patriots. I have Miami winning this one 25 to 20. Uh, I think Mac Jones, he's gonna be kinda nervous. First, uh, first actual game of the season and it's up against a really good defense uh Xavier Howard league leading 10 interceptions uh who did have his conflicts with the organization this offseason but they were able to get that fixed um and then also just pretty good defensive line and linebacker core overall 
I think that Miami defense is going to be really hard to play against, especially with your first game. Uh, Mac Jones, I think, is going to be uh, definitely nervous for this game. I think he's going to do good. Um, just that the Miami Dolphin, the Miami Dolphins defense is uh, really hard to play against. Um, and then also Miami's offense, really great offense. Devontae Parker did really good. Tua Tungavailoa did really good uh, um, when he did end up replacing Fitzpatrick. So um, I can't wait to see what's going to happen here. Uh, but I do have Miami coming out with a win here. Now for the Sunday night football game, we have the Bears versus the Rams. Two really big defenses uh, colliding here. And I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be 23-22. And I have the Rams coming out with a win here. Uh, Mainly just because of that Bears offense. I'm just not too sure how they're going to do. Darnell Mooney uh, injured. Uh, he's or he's questionable, so I'm not really too sure he's gonna do. Allen Robinson just seems like uh the best wide receiver in that uh core, and you know if you got Jalen Ramsey locking him down, I'm not really too sure what they're gonna be able to do. Um, now the Bears defense it uh could make up for the Bears offensive mistakes. Uh, Bears defense still have Khalil Mack, still have Eddie Jackson. Uh, I believe they still have uh Kyle Fuller. So uh. It's going to be really nice to see what's going to happen there on defense. Rams offense, obviously, uh, trading Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford is a really big step up for their offense. Uh, Matthew Stafford, as a Lions fan watching him, he's a really great player. The Rams got a really great player, I think, in my opinion. So, um, you know, I think the Rams offense and defense is going to be able to hold them out this game against the Bears. Now for the last game of the week for Monday Night Football, we have the Ravens and Raiders, uh, and this is going to be uh, a really close one, but I do have the Ravens coming out with a 27-26 to victory over the Raiders, which kind of hurts me as a partial Raiders fan, uh, but uh, I think the Ravens, I mean, you know, they do have some issues, obviously, with the injuries on defense and offense, but they still have Lamar Jackson, they still have... Uh, Marquise Brown, and then uh, I believe they also have Winnie, uh, Willie Sneed, or did Willie Sneed go to the Raiders? I'm not really too sure. I had to check that again, but uh, um, I think the Ravens, they still have a really good offense. They still have a really good defense, um, and the Raiders, uh, I think, I mean, they could win this game. It's very possible, um, but I think just the Ravens have all around a better uh, offense to make up for, you know, their defensive injuries. And then uh, going over the week two prediction for Thursday, since I'm not going to have an, an episode uh, before the game. Uh, the Thursday game is the Giants versus the Washington football team, uh, which I think is also going to be uh, not that exciting of a game. But I do have the Giants losing this one. Uh, Eighteen to twenty-one. I think uh, Washington just overall has a better team than the Giants, both on defense um, and offense. You know they're going to produce. Maybe Curtis Samuel may be back, um, so it's going to be exciting to see what uh, what's going to happen there for Washington. But I think Washington is going to come out with a twenty-one to eighteen victory. And those were all my topics for today's episode. Thank you for listening or watching all the way through. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.